tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight, Minority Chief Whip fights back after Ghana Bar Association President branded him irresponsible for attacking former Chief Justice. Such a statement was unfortunate and grossly irresponsible. 
I, I stand by my word. You don't have to go to law school to understand certain things don't make sense. So he can sit at the comfort of his law firm or uh, anywhere and say anything. His statement is worse than being responsible. He doesn't understand processes in the parliament. We have the latest as the Ghana Bar Association demands utmost respect for Ghana's judiciary as they commemorate the gruesome murder of three High Court judges 41 years ago. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. The judiciary has today been commemorating the gruesome murder of three high court judges 41 years ago. But not even the solemn occasion has averted a clash between the president of the Ghana Bar Association and the minority chief whip. The GBA president, Yao Bafoy Champon, has branded comments made by the NDC chief whip irresponsible after he attacked on the floor of parliament the former Chief Justice in Inyeboa. But I want to conclude and urge colleagues to support the, uh, the approval of uh, Justice Tokonu simply because I think she's got what it takes to be a Supreme Court judge. And I am hopeful, Mr. Speaker, that she will be a better Chief Justice than the person she's taking over from. Why do I say this, Mr. Speaker? Under the reign of the outgoing Chief Justice, the level of miscarriage of justice in this country reach a crescendo and must never be repeated and the, the former chief justice must know when she goes he goes home this miscarriage of justice rests on his chest well the gba president took advantage of today's remembrance service in honor of the three judges murdered 41 years ago to call out the ndc chief whip branding his comments irresponsible hiding behind political interests to only ridicule and politicize judgments, but not from the angle of legal, scholarly, and constitutional appraisal of their decisions, unfairly and inappropriately lowers the dignity of our courts and hurts the rule of law. That is why it is totally unacceptable for a member of the leadership of the minority in parliament, hiding ostensibly under the protection of parliamentary immunity granted by the 1993 Constitution, in supporting a motion solely to unanimously approve the nomination of the current Chief Justice to launch an unwarranted attack on the person of the immediate Chief Justice, describing such a colossus of a Jewish in the derogatory terms to it. Under the reign of the outgoing Chief Justice, the level of miscarriage in this country has reached a crescendo and must never repeat it. And the former Chief Justice must know when he goes home, this miscarriage of justice rests on his chest. In the highly volatile partisan environment we unfortunately find ourselves, such a statement was unfortunate and grossly irresponsible, and caused consternation among the rank and file of the GE, especially when the author of the accusations failed to give particulars of the specific cases or decisions by the immediate party's chief justice that occasioned the miscarriage of justice, and by what scientific tools he used to measure the level of miscarriage of justice and achieve justice in India. 
Well, tonight, those comments you just had there from the GBA president have attracted a strong reaction from the minority chief whip who has come out all guns blazing, defending his criticism of the former chief justice. We'll hear from him shortly. But first, legal affairs correspondent uh, Joseph Akablay joins me uh, now with details. Now, Blay, you were at this event. Was the NDC minority chief whip the only individual called out by the GBA president? In terms of dropping hints or making attributions that leave one with no other conclusion than know who is being referred to, uh, yes, it was the, only the minority chief whip who was identified to that extent. But he went a bit further on to talk about some individuals. He said, uh, in certain instances, it's very worrying that lawyers do say, and he was particularly worried about lawyers, he says, who should know better, who do not criticize the judges but go after them, on a personal level, in actual sense, said that such lawyers even know the fact that there are means within the legal process to address their grievances, but nonetheless choose to mislead the public by hitting at judges in an unfair manner. He also talked about other individuals who are not lawyers, but simply because of their partisan positions, which sometimes are at variance with the conclusions that the court has reached on an issue. They go after the judges purely because of the fact that the conclusion of the court does not sit well with their political uh, position on the matter. I mean, what's he suggesting there? The judges and their work are above criticism? Uh, not at all, Evans. In fact, he was emphatic to make the point strongly that judges are, have to be subjected to criticism. He said that is how they improve upon the law and that is how the law develops generally. But we ought to separate their judgments from the judges. In my estimation, it is important that as a people, we try as much as possible to distinguish between and separate judges from their judgments. That is the boundary between fair and founded criticisms and unwarranted personal attacks on judges. The two should not be mixed. I believe it is a proposition familiar to all lawyers that judges' judgments and decisions of our court or judges can be questioned, scrutinized, debated, and criticized, albeit within the bounds of law decency and reason and scholarship. That is how the world has been nurtured and developed over time. And Joseph, I see a lot of focus on what others say about judges. What about the conduct of judges, such as we saw in the Anas documentary years back? In a case like that, is a GBA president suggesting the judges themselves cannot be criticized? In fact, the latter part of his speech centered on the conduct of judges. And he made a point that they occupy an important position, which means that it must do their utmost best to live about above reproach. And that conduct that opened them up to such attacks, uh, corruption issues, and others are not conducts that judges should engage in. At the other end of the spectrum, the GBA respectfully wishes to remind our judges at all the court levels that they, like Caesar's work, must be above suspicion or reproach. Inasmuch as the GBA will continue to advocate for and defend the dignity, integrity, and independence of the judiciary, we implore our judges to endeavor to eschew all acts of impropriety, biases, improper influences, but with fidelity to the judicial oath of doing justice to all manner of persons without fear or favor or affection or ill will. The GBA calls on Ghanaians to strive to be more resolute and fearless and vocal in defending the rule of law and the independence of the judiciary and the dignity of our judges as there is a sine qua non in ensuring stable and effective constitutional order. It will ensure social and political stability in Ghana, necessary for our economic well-being and development, 
through the guarantee of effective accountability of other state institutions and actors of the realm. At least, when the chips are down, especially from the essences of the two other arms of government, and we are at our wit's end and helpless. Well, the GBA president, in criticizing the NDC minority chief whip, questioned the basis of his attack on the former chief justice, demanding further and better particulars that justifies that criticism. Such a statement was unfortunate and grossly irresponsible and caused consternation among the rank and file of the GBA, especially when the author of the accusations failed to give particulars of the specific cases or decisions by the immediate past chief justice. That location, the of well, has been reacting tonight to what you just had there, taking on a GBA president. My parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante, is with me uh, in the studio. Kweku, you've been uh, talking to Kwame Agboja, the minority chief whip. Did he provide the particulars of the cases that he believes justifies his criticism of the former chief justice? Yes, Evans. He goes on to say a number of the judges, um, the judgments under um, Eninia Boa, were miscarriage of justice but he narrows down to two the first one having to do with the ndc's case that went before the supreme court having to do with the birth certificate the court in that case ruled that birth certificate does not prove the nationality of the holder um kwame Agboja also narrows down on the recent case involving their colleague judge equation he says those two judgments that were given under justice in Yebo as chief justice simply did not make sense well first of all uh I haven't seen the publication, but I'm told a certain uh, Boafo, is that the name? Yao Boafo, a certain Yao Boafo who holds himself as the president of the Ghana Bar Association, an association I respect, and his members I respect a lot, was speaking at a function at UPSA where he made quite loose comments. Uh, I say loose comment because he doesn't understand the democracy we have and the processes in parliament he is even i could say that he's disconnected from the sentiment in the country it is true that under the stewardship of the former chief justice justice Yeboah, uh, certain pronouncements of the courts have drawn the attention of the country and by the way you do not have to go to law school to understand that some of those rulings, let me repeat, don't make sense. They lack clarity to the individual of, I mean, individuals in this country. And I am a citizen of this country. And I also have the right, not because I'm a member of parliament, and I also took part in criticizing the meaning of some of those rulings. First of all, I'm told he said I didn't provide any evidence. Let him be aware that Justice Dosu, who was an appeals court judge, did have reason to criticize the ruling on Jeche Kwesi. Uh, we had many other former justices who spoke in criticism of some of the rulings. I spoke specifically on the ruling of uh, the Supreme Court on birth certificate. Where till today, I am sure the judges who sat on that case probably thought, many of them probably would have been reviewing why that the ruling makes sense. In a sense that, look, Adverting the, the respected current chief justice suggested that a birth certificate is not a proof, a, com a complete proof of your nationality. And I'm saying that she got it wrong because on the birth certificate, she even pro produced 
to Parliament during her vetting, which was procured in year 2000, clearly stated nationality, Ghanaian. And I'm saying that when you fill a birth certificate form in this country, if your parents do not fill the form suggesting they are Ghanaians, you will never get a certificate that suggests you are a Ghanaian. So what she said at the committee was not appropriate. And if that is the basis of why the Supreme Court ruled that the birth certificate is not proof of nationality, then they got it wrong. It is not based on anything on law. So for the current GBA president to suggest that I spoke irresponsibly, I thought he's lost the reality. And he probably spoke simply because I said under the stewardship of the Justice Enim. Akweku, these are just two cases, mm. but he made a, a bigger claim that under the former Chief Justice, the miscarriage of justice reached a crescendo. Mm. He still stands by that? He does. He actually says that that is a view that he believes many Ghanaians share, and that if Yabuaf goes down to the people and asks what he think about the judiciary and the Inin that's a view he will find very popular. All these things happen under Justice Enim. So where else would I say it? And I'm, I, I stand by my word that under the, the, the stewardship of Justice Enim, I don't have any, in fact, I've never met him personally, certain rulings of the court were so problematic and that shouldn't have happened. And the question case is his one and that the, the, the birth certificate is one. So he can, he can say, you don't have to go to law school to understand certain things don't make sense. So he can sit at the comfort of his law firm or uh, anywhere and say anything. But that doesn't change the fact that the bulk of the people in this country believe that at least those two cases, the rulings were, were inappropriate. Do you, do you agree, leader, that they will say that the chief justice, though head of the judiciary, mm -hmm. other judges will have to own accountability for the, for the judgments they wrote, and that you can't put that on justice in Yabo? Why can't you put it? When there's a problem in this country, who takes the, the blame ultimately? Yes, it's the president. When there's a problem in parliament, they blame leadership of parliament. They blame speaker and other things. And I'm not saying, in fact, I've never said anywhere that Justice Eni Yebua took personal decision. I said rulings under his stewardship as chief justice. And, and in that case, he sat on some of those panels. And the, the, the Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Buafo should just understand that those rulings, nobody is going to run away from it. Calling the, I mean, his statement is worse than being responsible. He doesn't understand processes in parliament. The fact that he's a lawyer doesn't mean that he understands common sense than anybody else. And the fact that he doesn't even understand that there are surveys upon surveys that criticize the judiciary, criticize the executive, criticize parliament. That means that he's still one of those people who feels that the judiciary is above criticism. And guess what? The constitution does not prevent anybody from criticizing the executive, the judiciary or parliament. So the criticism shall happen. He can find other worse words to describe this in bed for the sake of the fact that he occupies a position in an organization I respect, the Ghana Bar Association. I would only say that he is not, he doesn't understand what he's talking about. And if he goes to read those judgments himself, he would excuse himself from the things he said. And I repeat, those two judgments probably are the biggest miscarriages of justice in the, our country's history. And it happened under the watch, the stewardship of Justice Emil Yeboa. If he likes, he should write a book and write his feelings about those judgments and see whether he will say that he stands by those words. And I want to now bring in spokesperson for the Ghana Bar Association, Savior Kuju joins us on the line right now. Savior, thanks for your time here on Top Story. 
Everyone, thank you too. And thank you for the opportunity. You heard the Minority Chief Whip's defense. He has now cited at least two specific cases uh, that, of course, we heard the GBA president demand and refer to and say, in, in other words, you cannot do this blanket uh, criticism, especially when you do not have the specific cases. He's provided those cases now. You accept that he has a case, the Minority Chief Whip? Uh, Evan, to begin with, uh, let me correct a few things. Mr. Yawachampo Boafo is the president of the Ghana Bar Association. He doesn't who he's not a certain person who, who just holds himself as the president of the Ghana Bar Association. So that must be corrected. Now, as lawyers, we deal with evidence. And just mentioning the cases does not satisfy the requirement of criticizing the judgment. If you have a judgment against you and you want to appeal, there are certain things you look out for. What do you disagree with in that judgment? You don't just say I disagree. No, it doesn't happen like that. Because the appeal gives you an opportunity for the matter to be reheard. So you must specify areas that you are convinced by your knowledge of the law that the judge got it wrong. Now, the fact that past justices and judges have criticized judgments does not amount to evidence on his part to do what he's doing. Let's put it right. Nobody is saying that judges and the judiciary for that matter is above criticism and reproach. It is the way and manner it is done. I have said before, when it comes to lawyers criticizing judgment, it is sad that lawyers no longer do not want to write in what we call the review of Ghana law. That is a publication by the uh, publishers of the law report, Ghana law report, that is the um, Council for Law Reporting, in which you can critique a judgment by doing analysis based on the, uh, your knowledge and understanding of the law, then you arrive at a conclusion, determining the merits and demerits of the case. Based on that, everybody else can say that you are right or you are not right. But sadly, it appears some of our lawyers do not even read the judgments. Then they begin to comment. Some of them rather listen to political commentators and follow suit. I think that is the concern of the president of the GBA. In and the fact that the minority chief whip, uh, uh, chief whip says that judgments lack clarity, that does not necessarily amount to miscarriage of justice. That must be known. As I said, just to retreat, if you have a problem with the judgment, you must be specific as to the aspects of the judgment or the ruling you have a problem with. In, it in cannot this, be just a nebulous like that. In this specific case, in at least in one of the cases he cites, which is the one bo the bothering on the best certificate. He says in that that the, when the current chief justice, for example, came before their committee to be vetted, yeah. and as part of the documents that she herself presented, she yeah. presented a copy of yeah. the, her birth certificate. And on that document, he says it had a column for citizenship. And that column, he says, confirmed that that is a document officially that acknowledges your citizenship, your Ghanaian citizenship. And yet... A judgment then is delivered that contradicts that position and that for him it's a basis to to render that judgment he says without clarity and a miscarriage of justice it was, are you saying that is he saying that 
the fact that there's a column headed citizenship makes the document a document that can be used to prove citizenship. There may be a column that are in the in the view of the court, it doesn't pass for that. And he can disagree with the, the current chief justice, uh, what she said at the at the vetting. But that does not still mean that there's been miscarriage of justice. The fact that you disagree does not mean that. Let's let's get that let, let's get that to right. And also the concern is that to say that all these things happen and uh, former chief justice in Yeboa, so uh, he wasn't too good at chief justice. I disagree. Let us understand it. The chief justice does not interfere with the work of any judge or any magistrate. Well, he has no right to do well, that. Well, he says he argues in, in, in his reaction that he takes ultimate responsibility if things go wrong. He may be the head of the judiciary, but it doesn't mean that even you have a newsroom, you have a news desk, uh, how do you call it? Uh, your, uh, how do you call it? News editor. The, the editor, yes. Yes. If you come on air and you say something outside of your script, is he the one to pay for it? Well, the, the principal... Can they, can the, they the, identify you and say that? And yeah, but, but, but the principal the of judges, ultimate responsibility judgment, on, on not as individuals. That is why it is called a court. The judgment of Judge A is the judgment of the court. And the fact that it's delivered by judgment, judge, judge A does not mean that it is personal judgment. It's the judgment of the court because the court is a non-human person which must act through a human person. That's why the judges are there. So a judge's court, a judge's judgment is judgment of the court and not a personal judgment of his or his. I mean, you, you called him out, and, but he, yeah. and you also acknowledged that he yeah. said it on the floor, so he's protected by privilege. Um, nothing can happen to him. However, yeah. in the case of lawyers, and you've mentioned it on the show as well, the president did the yeah. same, who yeah. also go out publicly to criticize and, and, yeah. and go beyond what is, is permitted in, in the profession. Why are we not seeing sanctions then? You, you are the association. You have all these judges who also sit on panels with a lot of power. You're calling out a politician. But, but what about your own who, who are out there doing this and you're criticizing them? But where's this, where are the sanctions? If, if, you, if you're not sanctioning them, then non-lawyers will, 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 will do worse. And you, you lose that moral authority to call them out. Now, Evans, I, I think you didn't get me right. This is not about sanctioning people. It's about us nurturing the law and developing it. And I said that there's an accepted process through which judgments can be critiqued and published. And we have always encouraged lawyers to do this. If you remember, after our media conference in Labadi last year, you interviewed me on this same matter. I made the same point that, look, lawyers should feel encouraged to write their opinions and positions or judgments through critics in the review of Ghana law. That is the way we nurture the law and develop it. I guess, and the, question, all of us. I guess the question I'm asking you is, if they yes. choose not to do what you just prescribed, yes. but they go, say, hold a, a press conference or in an interview, and they, they attack judges, not the yes. judgment, you're saying it's okay and there are no sanctions within your profession for, for conduct like that? It's never okay. That is why... If you listen to the speech that the president read, he was clear that the unfortunate one thing is that lawyers even do that. But let, let us also know that once the case is over, it's no longer, no longer before the court. People are free to comment on it, to scrutinize it, to criticize it, but it must be properly done without personal attack on individual judges involved in those cases.
That's what we're saying. So for our members, of course, if you've done something that is uh, uh, unethical, a girl got cancer will deal with you. But so far, what we're saying is that it appears they are opening the Pandora box for just anybody, the public, to say things. For the minority that leader, I don't know his background, but I believe he's not a lawyer, so I don't fault him. But the concern more has to do with lawyers who should be doing the proper things through writing the critique and having them published in the review of Ghana law so that our system would develop. They're going to sit somewhere and just pass comments without necessarily even reading the judgment or the rulings. It's unfortunate. That was the concern of the president. And we've always heard this concern. Because I am wondering how a lawyer will be commenting on a legal document without first and foremost reading it. That is dangerous. Samuel, thank you very much. And Samuel uh, Kujie is the spokesperson for the Ghana Bar Association. Still live here on Top Story on Joy 99.7. Another story we're watching closely for you is what may happen tomorrow morning if government fails to reach an agreement with the independent power producers. They've threatened to shut down uh, power plants across this country uh, tomorrow morning if government fails to reach an agreement. And we understand that uh, today there have been a series of meetings and the last time we checked these meetings are still underway. Uh, an agreement may or may not have been reached yet. My colleague uh, who has been following this uh, for us all day joins me in the studio right now. Uh, hey, Abiju, tell me, you've been working your sources on mm. this. Do we have any clarity on where they are? So, um, what we are learning is that the government meeting um, has ended, but the outcome, they are tightly on the outcome, uh, giving the opportunity to the IPPs to tell us the official position on that. As we speak, the IPPs are holding a meeting amongst themselves, as they told us in the morning. Uh, they are having their internal meeting uh, before they come out with an official communication on what the step forward will be. But uh, what we know is that uh, no matter what steps they take, especially if they decide to shut down the plant, not all of them would obey that directive because we know that some of them have accepted some amount of payment from government already. Uh, we do not know the exact amount they are paid because we know uh, collectively they are demanding for 30% of the $1.73 billion. Uh, we do not know how much they are paid, but if they collectively decide to shut down the plants tomorrow, it is clear that not all of them would uh, obey that directive. So we await what they will tell us officially, uh, maybe in the next few hours. Well, a government and the uh, ECG that has been leading the, the negotiations they remain very confident that uh, a shutdown of the plants and doom so will be averted tomorrow morning. We keep a close eye on this developing story. And once we get further clarity, we will bring it to you. You can catch it on myjoyonline.com and across our many social media platforms. Gonna connect in a minute.